welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined today by my guest, Leo, from LFOSR. Welcome, Leo. Hey, Logar. It's great to meet you, finally. It's good to talk to you. It's good to, it's good to see you. And yeah. LFOSR, I think some of our mis- listeners might be familiar with LFOSR, but some might not. Can you mm-hmm. tell us what that is? Sure, yeah. I'm an independent uh, book publisher, kind of book crafter, one might say. I really specialize in uh, higher end, kind of the luxury side of zines or other like RPG products, kind of niche RPG products. And I'm known for more of my like handcrafted side of things. I tend to handcraft majority of my products. So you can check out the website to kind of get more info on there. But that's the short of it is I'm, I'm making cool paper products, really. <laughs> they're, and they're nice. Let me tell you, I... I've got a few of a few LFOSR zines here. One of the ones that I did touch on in one of our zine Thursdays was Lost Fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that. It reminds me of the old uh, uh when I was in the 90s, we used to get the fantasy age and sci-fi age magazines. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of those. Yeah. Only in zine format. I, I really appreciate it. Can you tell us a bit more about that? It yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it was really kind of a, it was a passion project. I didn't tell anybody I was working on Lost Fantasy, which was kind of a funny thing is I, I just kind of published it out of nowhere. And it was kind of as an homage to these older sci-fi, these retro sci-fi magazines, kind of like you were mentioning, or mm-hmm. even just uh, this artwork that we used to really see on like older sci-fi books and novels and stuff. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of really cool content there that was so appealing to me, but I, I, I never really had seen it adapted to like an RPG type of uh, perception like looking at this stuff through an rpg lens and providing content based on these visuals these these inspiration this wealth of inspiration that's kind of there yeah and i'm kind of i'm retroactively looking at this stuff right because a lot of it came before my time so it's been like a, a very cool journey to discover one after another a new artist or a new magazine that was doing this stuff or a new book and as i kind of do that i was feeling so inspired by it that i kind of really wanted to try to pass along that same feeling to readers because i feel i had a feeling there were so many people looking for that without kind of knowing what that even was it's like i miss that stuff from that era and so i tried my hardest to create something that was new but also kind of reminded people of those type of magazines you know yeah it hit me it hit the nail on the head for me i loved it i love it i think it's a great little zine and and it's it's beautiful the art in it is wonderful and the cover it really uh, does. It reminds me of getting one of those old fantasy age magazines. Now, absolutely. And you've printed out also. You did some. You did a lot of this. This one here was your actual work, correct? Yes. Yeah. So the the cover is by Brandon Elliott. He's an excellent painter. He does so many really really good paintings. Go check him out online. Um, I worked with him because he hit that he evoked that same feeling that I was seeing in sci-fi art from the seventies. And I was like, okay, work with him. And then I did a lot of the other spot illustrations or I sourced other artists that I worked with that did the same. They were doing really cool environmental work that reminded me of these worlds that I was seeing in old retro sci-fi. And so I'd work with them or if I needed a splash art, I would go ahead and compose it myself. Or if there was something else that I needed, I'd maybe look for like public domain or something like that. But I sourced all this stuff and individually worked with each artist to get what I was looking for. And then I did all the layout and did all the production and everything like that. And then worked with everybody to make sure it was all paid. I paid for all this out of pocket. It wasn't kickstarted or crowdfunded in any way. So it was, again, it was just pure passion. Just, I wanted to do this. I don't know if people are even going to like this and so i I released uh 250 copies uh i I handcrafted all of them and it sold out it's sold out as of now so that which is really good for 
really good news for issue two, which is almost done slowly but surely is coming together yeah and so yeah that's definitely a me thing it's not me composing all the artwork specifically but i am the overarching kind of showing the direction yeah (laughs) you can say that i guess yeah and i didn't want it to be it's kind of hard to explain there's a it's a very specific direction that i'm trying to take it so i want to have my hands very much on but i also do want to reach out to other artists and stuff and work with people and um something i could give you a little uh exclusive on is the the cover art for issue two is done by john harris who's a very established sci-fi artist from the 70s who's done lots and lots of book covers that people have probably seen and there's a lot of um a lot of his art floats around and uh you'll just see it here and there and never know that like oh that was john that's that's john terrace's piece but like kind of was a sleeper uh, artist in my opinion and so i found um his agent and i was able to commission or, or license rather a piece from him because i was like it's so perfect he's for the, what he's, is he the is he the spaceship guy yes the giant spaceships with the little spaceships flying by yep i freaking love his art mm-hmm. <laughs> so many people know like <laughs> they all know a few of his pieces but almost never know his name yeah he's and, and it's some like great stuff he does truly and he's a master of scale and he works with so many ideas that are purely coming from his head which was like the antithesis of that sci-fi era to me was like they're not really using references too much. They are, but they're like, they're also trying to pull from inspiration that they're seeing in their head. And that's what John does really good, in my opinion. He's, and he does wonderful stuff with light. He does. He understands light. <laughs> he he does. Wonderful. Absolutely. Guy's so <laughs> talented. And so uh, working with his agent was was so cool and kind of like a, a dream kind of moment to be able to like compensate you know this artist that i've been appreciating for so long and then as a result he has the cover art for lost fantasy issue two which is a crazy thing yeah you know that's a crazy (laughs) concept for me to like go from like this was meant to it kind of inspire this stuff to where like i am literally working with the inspirational source data right now which is <laughs> people like him you know so it's it's, he was it's great he's great he's it is he's very talented yeah and he's very prolific and again most people don't really know his name so i encourage people to check him out oh, i'm sure yeah. there's a lot of people using his name and art references for ai right now i'm sure that's a, a big big thing <laughs> right now i'm sure I would love to speak to him about that actually but but yeah so lost fantasy has been great and i'm so appreciative for you to to ask about it because it is one of those ones that like i don't know if people really like it or not i get once in a while i get feedback but it's like i don't know <laughs> i like it i i, I do it, it, and it's a good little read and there's some good stuff there to use in game as well and it is very um it's very so it's in that vein of it puts me in the mind of that vein of like um what's her Marion Zimmer Bradley's old sci-fi books and right. stuff like that is really because it's like fantasy but it also has all these elements of science it really the whole thing puts me in in the in the mindset of that specifically <laughs> the hey I mean that's great news that means I did my job <laughs> <laughs> that works now the other prints I have of yours, I, I've got I've got the AZAG, which I ha- still have. AZAG, yeah. AZAG, and yeah. I have not had a chance to break this one open and even yeah. go through it. I'm hoping to. Then I've got a real nice print of Nate and Karen, I believe, that you both yes. had printed as well, which yep. are absolutely beautiful. Oh, thank you. And and uh, so I'd like to know a little bit more about your how you got into 
doing this, printing these out, because it's, as I understand, you don't have like a whole bunch of people in a giant shop or anything like that. How are you doing? No, this? <laughs> it's just me. It's literally just me. I know sometimes people get a little confused because I tend to use um, we when like typing or composing yeah. updates for the shop and stuff that comes with just like my marketing background of <laughs> wanting to pre present myself professionally, I guess, <laughs> but it is literally just me. Um, and that's why, unfortunately, people run into delays with their orders and stuff is because it's me making a mistake that I am having to redo and then it cost me time or something like that. But um, I really got into it is, you know, I was new to the OSR. I found um, Ben Milton's videos for the Questing Beast, um, just him highlighting different products that weren't d and I was trying to learn about older products and I had this fascination with old artwork in like the early D&D products. And so... Yeah. I realized that I was Googling like that style. I was trying to find the name for that style of old artwork. And then sure enough, I was finding like the OSR, this revival thing, find Ben's videos, kind of learn more about these systems, fall in love with Nave, which is Ben actually created. And it's really one of my, it still is probably my favorite go-to system that I, I definitely use it the most out of any system. And it very, it clicked with me in such a way that like, I knew that I wanted to get involved with the stuff. So I started to do artwork. I really tried to devote, I tried to focus on the style that I was seeing in those old books, trying to emulate it, but also trying to do my own thing. I had done a little bit of artwork in the past. So I had some fundamentals already on lock. So I was just kind of building upon those and experimenting and seeing what worked. And then I'd post on Reddit or Instagram and I was getting a lot of really good feedback on the artwork. And then sure enough, started to get little commissions. And uh, my first commission was for Rogueland. Uh, that's the whole caverns oh, of heresy yeah. yeah and roland is is excellent it, it's oh such yeah a... it's, that's mm -hmm. that's nice i think we yeah. did do a review of it i think the copy i yeah. didn't grab it but the copy i have i think you did <laughs> yeah he sold me all the rest of his because i loved it so much that okay. i bought all the copies of the ones he had created before me mm -hmm. and uh I, I love roguelite so much and i got to do the artwork for it and as i was he was new to creating a system i was new to being commissioned to do artwork for a system so we kind of learned me and sean both kind of learned a lot from each other and I, I was seeing how he was developing it and doing all the 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 actual book stuff stuff i hadn't done yet and so i learned a lot from that experience and i kind of learned like okay maybe i should try to pair my artwork with content you know and then did my first book which i kickstarted and did really well that was a packet of particular peaks and then that gave me enough funds to kind of i didn't go into it with the goal of wanting to start a print shop i got a, a couple really good printers really good uh, deals on printers and so as a result of that I was, I was playing with personal copies just printing myself personal copies of stuff and um i was printing a bunch of like karn karen supplements and nave supplements and hacks and stuff like that and perplexing ruins uh, who's an artist that operates in those our space as well he had just sort of gotten into doing the same thing creating a book he was originally an artist but now he's trying to pair his art with content and he came out with darkness moves which was like a really cool adventure that kind of paired really well with karen and so I, we were, I was talking to him about it and I, I, I printed out my personal copy after purchasing it online and I took some pictures and I showed Alan perplexing runes and he was super stoked. He was like, this is beautiful. Cause he comes from a background of, he used to operate a bookshop. And so he's really into that whole physical media of books. Yeah. And so sent him a copy. He was like, Hey, you know, this is beautiful. I, I went out of my way to get really nice paper that I've always loved. Again, going back to my marketing background where I had produced products and marketing material, I had references for materials to use and so i sent him a copy he fell in love with it we decided um uh i could sell it on my website because the way i was developing my website is i i, I 
I, I developed websites via my marketing career in the past. So I was familiar with like upscaling. So my website was designed to upscale. It had a whole um, e-commerce function built into it way before I was even using it. And I was kind of perfecting it. And so I was like, okay, let's use this as a trial run. I'll sell your zine along with some of my own stuff, like some art prints and trifolds that I made some smaller stuff and then extra copies of my book. And so we did that and it did really, really well. And it worked out in a way to where Alan didn't necessarily have to contribute any funds to get the print run done because I was doing it. I was finding all the materials, sourcing all the materials, able to get it really, really cheaply just because of my location. I was able to source it without shipping, you know, on all this stuff and et cetera, et cetera. And so I would just pay him straight royalties and it worked out really, really well. It was a really good relationship. And I love working with Alan. And so based on the success of that, just kind of dip my toes more and more into different, try and publish other people's work, stuff that's already like, you could just print for free, like Nave, for instance, you could just print for free. It's completely, it doesn't have any like licensing on it. Um, but I still, I, I reached out to Ben and I was like, you know, I'm such a big fan of this system that I would love to offer a really high quality edition. And then as a result, compensate you with royalties, just as more or less as an appreciation type of thing of, you know, thank you for making this, you know, here's how many people are enjoying it. Here's what I think you deserve, you know, and he was more than stoked to receive that. And so that kind of model just kind of kept growing a little bit. And here today, you know, it's, I'm more or less doing more printing than I do artwork, but things kind of fluctuate back and forth as I get involved with personal projects. I do a ton of artwork and then I go back to publishing. So you can kind of see the releases dipping in and out. That's me doing other stuff, right? Doing other artwork and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of comes in back and forth. So you you can see me working as one person through what the company's kind of doing here and there. But that's really where it kind of started. It, it, was, it wasn't a planned kind of goal type of thing to get where I am now. It's kind of evolved over the year, over years, I should say. It's been more than one. It seems hard to believe that already. <laughs> but uh, um, it's definitely crazy to see where I am now because this is a full-time gig for me. Uh, it's my it's what I do exclusively for work and income. And it's incredibly inspiring to see how many people like you are willing to take a shot on these zines, you know, just uh, like they're, like I said, they're fancy paper products. So it's like mind blowing for me to like, see so many people willing to support this stuff that I thought I was kind of the only one enjoying. <laughs> well, I greatly appreciate you, it. I've been picking up game books since the dawn of time. Right. <laughs> um, and for many, for quite a long while, and so that's something I do, but I really appreciate these. I I have a hard time reading digital. Yeah. Um, I just do something about my ADHD does not let me read digital very well. Sure. I, I, I very much like to have a copy in my hand. I have to reread things, go over. I read very weird. I read kind of all over the place. When I, read, I read a right. lot. Uh, and, and having a hard copy is useful for me. And most of the zines that come out are not like the price of like some of the mainstream, like big games, like 50 bucks a pop for a sure. Book. You know, we're talking 15, 20 bucks for most things that are coming out, sometimes even less, depending on what you're picking up, which is far more affordable. Than yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree. And honestly, I'm using these little zines more than I use a lot of the big giant tomes I've bought in the Same. past. So, yeah, yeah, and I agree. That copy of Nave that I have that you that that I have here that you had printed, I, it is a beautiful copy. I've ran oh, thank it, thank you, and I've gotten a chance to run Nave with my with my game group. The beautiful thing I like about Nave was when I ran it, I had another the the desiccated temple of yeah, oh uh, yeah, yeah, 
from so uh, when we ran that, it was so quick to get characters going, and they got yeah. into it. It was so easy to run. I had, I had done both of them on our zine review, so I didn't have to look over anything. I'd already read through them. I was like, oh, we're gonna right. do last minute. Nobody else show up for game. We'll just run this. And we were yeah. up and running. And it was so smooth compared to games of past. <laughs> oh, I know. Trust me, I know. Like when, when I was first discovering those, I was like to go from the fourth because I was really into like fourth and third edition. That's what I grew up with. Uh, going from those to just nave, just this like saddle stitch tiny zine mm-hmm. in comparison to this huge tome, even compared to the fifth edition stuff, right? And it's like. Yeah wow, this is so much easier. And I could throw it in front of my friends and be like, let's play this. And they're like, oh, I could read this. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's not asking them a favor to read a 200 page thing, you know, which is a hard ask for like an adult kind of to do while you're working. Right. So that's the coolest thing about Nave and why I was such a big supporter of it. And still I am. And like, I, I have a, a solo Nave game that's been running for like two years that I just can see consistently keep going. And it's like the system lets me, it doesn't bog you down with stuff you don't necessarily need right away. And a lot of the stuff is optional. And so you could just keep tacking on with your own content. It's built to do that. And that's kind of the genius behind what uh, Ben did, in my opinion, is, is he knew what his audience was going to do with it. And I think he was really early in that type of methodology for game design. Mm-hmm. And so if you haven't checked out Nave, if any of your fans haven't, definitely absolutely should and in that same vein uh karen and rogland are both referential to the to to nave and into the odd you know of course is kind of the core that a lot of these stuff reference and they're all kind of picking and choosing things from each other and kind of playing with them and so check out the sphere of those four systems in my (laughs) opinion if you haven't because it's like that'll unlock the potential that a lot of people have discovered when it comes to these older play styles truly Nave, Karen, and Rogueland are all ones that we reviewed on our Zine Thursdays, and I have to say they are—they are all three. I'm a big fan of them, and, and yeah. we've gotten a chance. I haven't had a chance to run Rogueland yet. Ran, we've ran Karen, we've ran Nave, we have yeah. not ran Rogueland yet, but that's high on my list to run. Uh, fun. Yeah, they're great. They're great games. So let's talk about some of the other stuff that you have as well. Sure. I, you know what? As we we're getting ready to talk. I pulled up and there's a ton of stuff here. I haven't seen you. <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah. I've been busy. I can't keep up with everything going on. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've Amanda been busy. P has one of hers on there and she's, she's been yeah. on here before as well. Uh, Pilgrimage of the Sun Guard. I need to get me a copy of that. <laughs> it's beautiful. I just foiled a bunch of copies of it. I actually ran into an issue with the past, like 30 copies I jacked up. And that's one oh. of those small business things, right? Where it's like, it's just me, so I have no one else to blame. I felt I felt <laughs> bad breaking the news to Amanda. They're like, oh, I, have, I have 30 customers. They're going to wait a little bit longer because I messed them up. But yeah, um, Amanda P. It does great work. She, she just tons and tons of content. Like, you know what I mean? It's incredible. Yeah. And so it was really cool to get SunGuard a really nice addition. And I was so proud of how it turned out and the whole team was. And so it's really cool to see people have been really, really liking that one, which I'm so happy because it had already been out for a little while. And in my opinion, didn't get enough attention. Mm-hmm. And so like we commissioned a new cover for it and I went out of my way to, to this is the, the first foiled product that I've kind of introduced to the shop that I am foiling here. And so it's kind of a testing ground and it's doing so well. And it's one of those things where it's like kind of like Lost Fantasy, where it's like, I'm, I'm just going to try this not going to ask anyone per se. I'm just going to do it and see what people are thinking. And then as everyone's loving it. So I'm so happy for Amanda to get more eyes on some of her work. Um, And also I'm just so proud to 
have people coming and willing to spend the extra buck on this type of fancier version of it. And there's more to come. Uh, I have to slow. This is the biggest drop that I've done to date. A lot of it was um, curated items, stuff I source from other creators, not stuff that I create, but just I'm like such a fan of that I want to sell it on my shop. Yeah. So majority of the new drop was majority of those, but that was really cool to support a bunch of creators and give them money for the cool stuff that they've already created. And then we have more to come, but I do have to keep it like I have to keep myself from releasing too much because there's so much I want to release, but I have to remember that like I still have to craft all this. <laughs> I still have to make <laughs> all these books. So I can't offer too many things at once. And that's always an interesting challenge when I'm balancing my labor time versus what I want to release because I know people are going to love it or I'm so excited to get people to see it, you know? So it's a funny dance, but yeah, you'll see as you come to the shop periodically, like every month or so, you'll see new things here and there. So how, how often are you getting, cause there's a few here that I've, I actually, there's one or two here that I backed on, uh, on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got the Fairyland yeah. and the Manticore that yeah. I had picked up from Kickstarter. How often do you normally get new stuff in so people can go like uh, it changes, uh, you know, the the curated items, the stuff that's being created from other content creators that I purchased. Mm-hmm. Those are easier to get back into the shop restocks and stuff. So those will come through like two weeks. Every two weeks, I try to, to re-up on some of the stuff that does really well or try to get new product in. When it comes to like the first party stuff, the stuff that I am creating, there's longer gaps between it because I don't batch create the entire run. I'm creating. I'm crafting them as orders come through and this Mm -hmm. is how like i can save a lot of money in terms of material and stuff and so it's harder on me uh physically but i'm I'm still willing to do it i have a good workflow at this rate i tend to only release three to four first party products maybe one every two months because that gives me enough time to get the first hype orders knocked out and then get a little backlog an inventory going to create more and then put them aside for my inventory. And then after that, okay, I'm in a good spot now. I can go ahead and release the next batch of items and start crafting those as sales come through, et cetera, et cetera. The biggest struggle right now is definitely the turnover time is, is getting the time when someone places an order, crafting the item, crafting any other tangential items that they may need as well, if I haven't already, and then packaging and then a uh, kidding, you know, I try to group orders that are similar. So I could just bam, 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 label, label, label. And so doing all that stuff is like a workflow in itself and a full-time job in itself. And that that's the biggest slowdown that I'm facing right now. So that's kind of the focus for m- ensuring I can get more items up quicker is figuring out that whole process, how I can reduce the time it takes for me to get people their product. And so yeah. that's where, and, and that involves investment. You know, I'm having to invest a lot of my own funds and stuff. And it's hard to do that while juggling also Kickstarters and stuff, you know, yeah. stuff like that, you know, <laughs> trying to publish people's other, other people's work. So they, I'm like responsible for getting them payment. And, you know, so it's, it's hard to do a lot of this stuff and then also invest uh, into these forward thinking, okay, I need to solve this delay problem that's occurring. And when I do start to find these solutions and start to bake them into the workflow, I'm going to get more releases done quicker because there's so many damn cool things that people are making that I want to print or I already have printed and just waiting to get free time to really re- announce it, you know, and it's, if people would calm down a little bit with all the cool stuff that they're making, maybe I catch up a bit, right? <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen though. <laughs> I hope not. I'm enjoying it. There's a lot of great things. There's definitely a boom of creative energy out Absolutely. there in role-playing games right now. That's just yeah. impressive. And some of the art it, it, on some of the covers of, of, of some of the things, it, the, 
the Azag, and then this one that you have the remnants of decay, the cover yeah. is beautiful. I haven't, I, I, I'm curious about that one. It covers yeah. gorgeous on that thing. I love it. <laughs> Emo Sludge, Emo Sludge, great artist. Yeah, that was another one where I was speaking to Gene, who wrote Remnants, and uh, we were like, hey, he had a cover, it was cool it was this was prior to ai art coming out and it kind of looked like ar it was it was um like a photo bash piece that gene did i believe yeah and it, it was cool you can still see it on the itch page it's very cool i like it it wasn't um invoking the right sense of the game in my opinion and so he was like hey what if we uh go ahead and commission someone to do some really cool artwork I was like, okay, that's awesome, but I want to do it. I want to incorporate a foil into this somehow. So we worked directly with Emo Sledge to get like, okay, here's the artwork. He, he showed us sketches. Uh, Gene works them directly to get the idea of the sketch and get everything. I gave him provided purely the production. You know, here's the dimensions. I need bleeds, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then uh, we spoke on how to do the hand because the hand is foiled, and so we separated that layer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it came together really really cool so and that's a little bit of a sleeper on the shop right now it, it's really hard to 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 take a picture of how damn cool that artwork came out yeah. it looks so much cooler in person so it's not it's not uh taking off as much as like say pilgrimage but uh, i think it's one of those ones that once people get their copies and they start cracking it open and taking shelfie pictures and stuff <laughs> i think people are going to really start to appreciate like oh damn that cover is just so cool I'm so proud. <laughs> I really am, and really it's honored nice. to work with Gene too. It's nice, and that's that one's limited, also limited to a yeah. total of 250 as well. I have to, I have to. <laughs> and, and, and it's, I originally limited the first uh, edition of Nave, so in it, it was doing so well that I decided, okay, I'm just gonna do a larger standard edition. And so the one you have is technically the standard edition. There was a special edition that only had 250. There were signed copies. They were on slightly different stock that was slightly thicker. It was slightly higher, even higher quality materials, which is hard to believe. <laughs> but um, that one wasn't as cost efficient to make. Uh, I spoke with Ben. I was like, hey, what do you think about doing more? And he's like, okay. Uh, and then so sometimes when I limit this stuff to uh, 250, it's really like, that's what I can do right now. It doesn't necessarily mean there won't be another run. The second run may not be hand numbered, and that's more or less to to honor the original people that were willing to early adopt the first 250 copies. I want them to have kind of the the signed special edition ones, quite frankly. Yeah. And so, uh, even if you do see these things have limited numbers, it doesn't mean they're gone forever once they sell out. Like I'm already kicking around the idea of um, getting another run for Lost Fantasy issue one when issue two comes out, because as of right, right now, it's sold out. Don't don't fear if you miss something. And, and there's a button on the website too to request to be notified if, uh, for restocks, and that gives me a really solid metric of like, oh, a bunch of people are requesting this that sold out, you know, two weeks ago. That's the whole reason we re-released Azag is because I had so many people coming to the shop and be like, I want this, and I released a real <laughs> short. I did a really small limited run on it and uh, it did so well and it went so quick that people were like, please, please something. And so I had to do Azag, you know, and it's like, okay, that was a challenge too, because we had to be really, we had to try to, try to be really cost effective. And that was our first endeavor with a more glossy interior paper, which is like a major cost saving factor, but that let us keep the cost down quite a bit, you know, and that, that, so I'm learning more or less the, the business side of things while also keeping the goal of like offering the luxury item and also offering the more exclusive first 
come for serve 250 copies are probably going to be the best version of that product and the subsequent next run is going to be slightly different in order to pivot to make it a more cost-effective product and so it's like i said don't fear if you run out but if you do want the the, the real 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 special editions try to get one of those hand numbered first editions that I, I release you know and then come here and there and sign up for the newsletter on the website and that's how you get the quickest notification when these things come out i hit up social and the newsletter and discord all about the same time i try to so as long as you're following me on one of those you should be good keep an eye out for the next ones too because if you if you like the stuff that i've been doing recently there's even there's more to come definitely and there's more what i consider um unique kind of like pilgrimage and remnant like all these stuff that you're seeing already kind of going up yeah. in the shop now it's like different and also you may see different versions of stuff you've already seen been released for a while because i want to try to give I kind of want to shoot like some injection into some of these really cool creations that I don't think got enough attention when they were originally released. Yeah. And that's something really cool that I can do. I'm in the position to do, which is like one of the biggest like fulfillment things for me. That's how, that's what I get the most out of is like doing mm -hmm. stuff like that. So are there any examples you might be able to tell us that might be coming up along those lines? Yeah. Look forward to <laughs> definitely. I can't spoil too much. There's <laughs> definitely a lot in the works and there's stuff. I still have to get confirmation from people to, to talk about, but something I am extremely excited is um, Alex T from black oath entertainment. Who's done oh, yes. uh, most recently across a thousand dead worlds beyond the shroud. Like he's done a lot of really, really cool products. Um, he did the higher end re-releases of through sunken lands and warlock. He's, he's, a really cool guy that I am personally very close to, and I love his work. He's one of the early creators that I discovered in the space. And uh, he more recently released a new product called Sacrifice, which is in kind of inspired by the Berserk anime, but placing it more in kind of a European, um, you really have to experience it for yourself because the artwork and the layout is a really big part of it, in my opinion. So we'll be releasing a special edition of that, and it should be available. Uh, let's see, probably the third August 30th, I'd probably expect something out to be more formal. And you guys could probably check around my social media and Alex's social media to see if we could give you some previews or anything like that. But that's going to be hitting the shop and it's something I'm so extremely excited for. It. And, and I am treating, this is going to be the first release on the shop that I'm treating essentially like one of my own larger books being released. So it has the same treatment that um, a packet of particular peaks received or my newest Kickstarter um, Horizon Rising, Rising is going to receive. It's a larger book. It has kind of more money invested into it. It's kind of like the AZAG you have there, but taking up a notch even further. And so it's something I'm really, really excited for. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the property itself. And if you want to check out Sacrifice, it's available digitally right now. It's on um, Alex T, Black Oath Entertainment, his um, Twitter, his Patreon. It's on uh, Drive Through RPG. Get your eyes on it, and then get excited for the physical edition because it, it. I can't necessarily give a hard deadline, but by the thirtieth, it should definitely be information should definitely be available out, and for you to um, at least bug me to see if I can give you a hard <laughs> deadline. <laughs> I'll try. It's, I'm giving myself kind of an obligation here by telling you so. We'll see, but I definitely want to get it out soon, very, very soon, because it it's such a cool thing that again, I think I just don't quite it's not quite getting enough attention, in my opinion, for the amount of effort and just creativity that went into it. And yeah. so I'm gonna be doing that and that's gonna be coming hard and fast. I'm gonna be doing a lot of promo on that one. Excellent, excellent. I'm looking forward to everything you got coming out. And and I, I will say this that I, I really appreciate of all the places I, I've picked up zines at. 
the actual physical prints that you put out are are gorgeous. It is it is very much you can tell that you put a lot of love and care into it. That it is a work of art and and and, uh, and uh, just a bit more than you know. A lot of times, like oh, where can I get this done? Like you're putting some serious thought into these and they are turning out gorgeous <laughs> oh thank you so much i appreciate that and you know stuff like that is really why i want to do it is to, especially when i can pass along the these funds that i kind of generate to the creators of this stuff like to hear people kind of gushing about the quality which is what i personally found so appealing when i first started this and then to see it backed up with really quality content that from people they may have never heard of or maybe never saw it in this kind of this physical light this uh physical edition this physical in real life version of something that they've seen previously so it's a huge honor to do it and it's a huge honor to earn the business of people like you people that are willing to support fancy paper products in my little tiny shop so once again <laughs> thank you so much yeah they are they are works of art I want to thank you for coming on before we go. Cause we're, we're about time. Could you tell the listeners where they can find you online and everything and check out uh, LFOSR and get some of your prints? Sure. Yeah. LFOSR.com is the shop. You can find uh, more of my artwork. You can find the zines, the products that I'm working on. There's all kinds of cool stuff. Um, I'm also doing a number of, uh, I help a lot of Kickstarters with uh, exclusive editions of their products. So uh, check out Fungible. That's a really cool Wretched and Alone. Uh, I'm doing a really cool special edition for that. Um, there's a lot of other really cool products that I'm going to be a part of in the future. So try to follow me on Twitter, just LF underscore OSR. You can find me on Instagram as well. Um, I'm also on Discord. If you want to, if you see me around in a Discord, feel free to hit me up. I'm very open to ideas and, and talking to people. But in general, go to the website, lfosr.com, sign up for the newsletter, and uh, I hope to earn some of your business. Thank you for coming on. It's been great talking to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Logar. I really appreciate it. No doubt. You'll have to come on again in the future. Sure, I will do. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. We could really use support. Uh, you can go on over to Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.